Hey, this is Adam Penapinto. I'm the pastor here at Hope Covenant Church, and I'm so glad that you're joining with us today. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a part of our Hope Covenant Church family, we would love to connect with you via social media on all social media outlets or on our website, hopecovenant.cc. I hope this word encourages, inspires, and challenges you in your daily walk with God as we dig deeper into his word. Let's jump right into today's message. Father, we welcome you. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We ask you to speak to us as we, as we look into compassion, your character, Father, compassionate. And Lord, as we dive into your word and we, we ask you that you would, you would convict our hearts. Lord, you're the Holy Spirit, you're the convictor. Speak to us this morning that we would leave forever changed. Lord, we don't want to leave the same. We want to leave different. And so we ask you to do that. Develop our character in this moment, Father as we look to you and look to your word in Jesus' name. If you believe that, shout amen. Amen. So compassion, I want to look at the definition of this word. I do this sometimes. I don't always give the definition of a word, but many times I do so that we have an understanding of what this word means in its fullness. And the Webster's Dictionary says that compassion is sympathetic consciousness of others' distress together with a desire to alleviate it. So it's a desire to alleviate distress that someone else is dealing with, to have pity for, to have empathy towards, to empathize. And this is so important for us, especially in this moment, in this day that we're living in, that we notice and we're compassionate. How many of you know there's a parable? He left the 99 to go after the one. He reached the least of these, and so this needs to be my assignment because it was the assignment of Jesus. The very nature and character of Jesus was compassionate. This exact word, this conscious distress together with the desire to alleviate it, to alleviate distress, to alleviate the problem. Jesus was a problem alleviator, eliminator. That's who Jesus was. That's who he is. Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Psalms 145, verses 8 to 9 says, The Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. His love never fails us. The Lord is merciful. Thank God, because I am not the most merciful individual in the world. (laughs) In fact, I probably fall on the bottom of that scale. And he's compassionate, something I know that I need to work on. Slow to get angry. Again, I'm here for it. I need to grow in this area. Not hard to get irritated when you're driving on 77 or 45. And filled with unfailing grace, mercy, love. The Lord is good to everyone. Everybody say everyone. everyone. The Lord is good to everyone. Those that don't deserve it, the Lord is good to them. Those that don't know him, he's good to them. Those that don't recognize him, he's good to them. Those that mess up and there's there's a taking advantage of his grace, he's still good. He's still good. He showers compassion on all his creation. How many of you know everything's the Lord's? That's why I encourage you in the area of tithe. You're just giving back to the Lord what's already his. That's what you're doing. Look, if we belong to the Lord, everything that we have, all of our stuff is his. Everything is for him. It's all worship. 
You know, every paycheck you get, when you tithe, you turn it into worship. So good. You go, are you done with the offering? No, because our life is an offering. One of the problems with our society today is that we've lost compassion. We're getting ready to go into election season. Everybody take a deep breath. (laughs) And how many of you know you see a lack of compassion? You see finger pointing. You see all both sides of the aisle. You see how messed up we are right now. We've lost compassion. We've lost the ability to hear each other out. We've lost the ability to be objective and care about the other person. They don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. It's a John Maxwell saying, but really it's a Jesus saying. Because Jesus did that. Jesus demonstrated that. We've become so introspective and so self-centered rather than living to serve the needs of others. Life is about me, 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 me right now in our generation. Do you notice the person that's on the street corner? Do you notice the person that's struggling? Do you notice the person that's sitting alone in Starbucks that's weeping? Or the person that's sitting in a restaurant that's struggling? Do you notice the person that has anxiety? Do you notice the person that's dealing with depression that can't get out of bed? Do you care? Because it's the heart of Jesus. We're commanded to love and serve the needs of others. You go, why would you do this message on Mother's Day? Well, number one, I do what the Holy Spirit says to do. I don't care what the holiday is or the Hallmark holiday, whatever it might be. But I can tell you one thing, and I'm going to make my mom feel super awkward for a minute because I love doing that. It's my assignment aside from pastor in the church. I could tell you right now that there is never a moment where if I don't call my mom, I don't know that I'm a priority and she doesn't spend time listening to me at a painful cost many times. I know, I would have hung up the phone on me. But she listens and mothers, you have a heart of compassion. If I need to be heard, I usually call her when I I need to hear something that I don't want to hear. And then I get mad at her afterwards, have a blowout, hang up the phone, call her back and say, you were right. And she was compassionate and gracious the whole time. That's the character of Jesus. Spouses, if we would demonstrate that to each other, man, could you imagine what our marriage would look like? Could you imagine what it would look like? Liz and I are getting ready to be parents, and I can't wait to, I'm already, we are parents, but I, I can't wait to hold this. I already feel my heart changing and doing things, and I've been told by all the parents who've been through this, this is gonna happen, and I'm like, okay, cool. But you don't realize it till you're experiencing the miracle yourself, you know? Guys, we're experiencing a miracle every day by this experiencing the compassion of Jesus over us and over our lives. His compassion, his mercy, his unfailing love. There's nothing you could you imagine, no matter what your kid does, I, I know that I could murder somebody and my parents would still love me. Now, I won't do that. Just, you know, want to give you guys a little encouragement there. But I know that there's nothing I could do that would remove me from their love. They might be disappointed, but they would still love me. It's the same with Jesus. I believe there's moments where he's disappointed, but he loves us and he's compassionate. We're commanded to love each other and serve each other's needs. In John 15, verses 12 to 14, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I've loved you. The same thing I did for you, you need to do to others. There is no greater love than to lay down your life for another's, for, for, for one's friends. 
You are my friends if you do what I command. Now, that verse right there, notice, I want to read this again, and I'm going to emphasize a certain word. You are my friends if you do what I command. We like to skip over the if. You are my friends if you do what I command. That points to lordship. That if is a lordship word. Hey, here's my mandate. Here's my expectation. You could be my friend if you do as I command. We went over what is a command. Not an option. Not an option. The nature of Jesus was to care for and meet the needs of others. His shadow did it. His shadow cared and met for the needs of others. We're turning up the heat here. It gets even better. Jesus was constantly giving of himself in James 2, verses 12 to 17. So whatever you say or whatever you do, remember that you will be judged by the law that sets you free. There will be no mercy for those who do not show mercy to others. But check it out. If you have been merciful, God will be merciful when he judges you. That changes my perspective on how I interact with folks. It allows me to check myself when I'm critical. Because I don't want to sow that into my life. Do you know every time you criticize someone, you're sowing that? Yeah, that changes things, doesn't it? There will be no mercy for those who, do, who have not shown mercy to others. But if you show mercy, God will be merciful when he judges you. What, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? I'm going to pause right there. Like, are you real or are you a Christian by title? Is, are you making the word, are you, are you dumbing down in the value of the word Christian? I, I'm asking me this, by the way, just in case you think I'm pointing a finger at you. Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or a sister who has no food or clothing. Notice it points to very practical things here. And you say goodbye and have a good day, stay warm and eat well, but then don't give that person any fruit or clothing. In other words, you notice a need, but you do nothing about it. What good does that do? So you see faith by itself, and I've been talking about faith the past couple of weeks. Faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. What does that mean? It means my faith needs action of the character that backs up what I say I live. Show me, don't snow me is what that verse is saying right there. I know this is what you say you are, but are you really? Paul said this regarding compassion in Galatians 6 verses 2 to 10. Share each other's burdens in this way. Obey the law of Christ. Share each other's burdens. What does that mean? When someone in this room is going through a hard time, we need to share that burden. When someone is going through a hard time, we need to recognize it and have that heartfelt connection where they know we care. If you think you're too important to help somebody, you're only fooling yourself. You're not that important. I love this scripture. You're not that important. So that's, that's my encouraging word to you from the Lord today. You're not that important. <laughs> Be blessed. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. <laughs> Verse 4, pay careful attention to your own work. 
For then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. I love that it points to comparison. Guys, comparison is killing our society right now. It's called Instagram. It's called Twitter. It's called Facebook. Is Twitter still a thing? It's called MySpace. That was a joke for all of the millennials in this room that get that. (laughs) It is a thing. Oh, they have this. I want this. It it, it immediately immediately triggers. That's a word our generation loves, but it does. It triggers the need to be self-centered. So how much good is this doing when it's made us that self-centered? That's what social media is doing. It's making us focus on me. Now, we could use it for good things. Don't get me wrong. It's not all evil. We could use this platform for good. God works all things together for the good according to those that love him. But my God, if you're comparing yourself constantly, guys, you're destroying yourself on the inside. For we are each responsible for our own conduct. Those who are taught the word of God should provide for their teachers sharing all good things with them. In other words, if you know it, man, share it. Yeah. That's compassion. That's right. Good. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what's good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we do not quit, if we don't give up. And I've been talking about this for the past couple of weeks. I've talked about promises. I've, I've talked about faith the past couple of weeks and encouraged you guys about endurance and not giving up. If you won't give up, you just keep pressing on. You keep demonstrating the character of God. There's a blessing waiting. When you're compassionate, when you sow, there's a blessing waiting. I want to encourage you today. Sow because there's a blessing waiting. We're all in this race together. Paul said this to the church in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 26. This is a short message, guys. I'm not going long, but I'm giving you, I'm loading you with the word of God so you understand what it says about this, so you can really own this. In that way, whatever happens to one member happens to all. If one member suffers, we just talked about this, everyone suffers. If one is honored or rejoices, everyone rejoices. If you remember the story of Jesus when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane praying, and this is the crux of it. And I I told y'all when I did this message, I was going to try to not cry, but no promises. He's in the garden and he's going through betrayal. Anybody in this room been through betrayal? You've been betrayed. You've been talked about. Maybe you're going through it right now. Consider it an honor that you can go through the very same thing that Jesus went through. It's hard to do that when you're experiencing it, but he's in the garden of Gethsemane praying and Judas is literally, he's betrayed him and he's leading the soldiers right to him. Jesus was being arrested to be beaten, ultimately take on the cross for our sins. And he knew what was coming in that moment. And I want you to watch how Jesus handles this. This is the epitome of compassion. I am going to do my best to read this. But just then, one of the disciples, this was Peter, by the way, he swings his sword at the high priest's servant and slashes off his right ear. 
He's trying to defend Jesus in this moment. He's, he's, he's irritated. He's upset. He's angry. He's, he's got the vengeance in his hand. He cuts off the soldier's ear. And Jesus says this in verse 51. Jesus stopped the incident from escalating. I want to pause right there. We need to get good at this, guys. Stopping situations from escalating. We need to stop things from escalating. When it comes into the political season, are you shooting your mouth off and encouraging it, or are you stopping it from escalating? Jesus stops it from escalating any further by saying this. He says, enough of this. Then he touched the right side of the injured man's head, the soldier, and the ear grew back. When Jesus was wronged, he healed. Could you imagine when we're wronged, if we would provide a healing? I could drop the mic and we could go home right there. They're coming after him. They're getting ready to take his life and he knows it. And he heals in that moment. I would have gone for the head. I would have gone for the ear, then the head, then the arm. It would have looked like a meat locker when I was done. But what does Jesus do? He picks up the ear and it grows back and he heals. He man probably hurt better than he ever did before. Could you imagine if every time someone hurt you, came after you, betrayed you, you provided a healing because of your character? Could you imagine what the world would look like? See, why are you yelling? It's Mother's Day. Why are you getting this, this passionate about compassion? Think about that. Compassion. Think about that. That was revelatory. That just happened. Compassion. We need the passion of the Lord to come. So that we can act compassionate. I'm done with that now. When I read this, I just, I was in the back where Kieran is looking at the computer. I said, God, I have so messed this up because I've been betrayed so many times. And I've allowed bitterness to grow. And the Lord is so gracious that when you spend time with him, he points out where that is. And he allows you to get rid of it. And he's so gracious and so compassionate that when you repent, he goes, it never happens. I don't even know what you're talking about. He forgets that. He forgives and he forgets it. I wonder how many of us are holding things in our hearts right now. And we're focused on me. We're focused on the Instagram. What's been done to me? What's been done to me? And you're walking around like a victim. When God's called you to be a victor, you can't be accomplishing the will of the Lord if you have a victim mentality. Not to its fullest. You got to get rid of victim mentality and get free of that so you can accomplish what God's called you to. Your calling is not worth laying down on the altar of victimology. Jesus heals in this moment. I love that. John 18, verse 11, Jesus ordered Peter, put the sword away. And I love what he says here. Do you really think I would avoid the suffering which my father assigned to me? In other words, this is my whole purpose, is to suffer. Guys, do you know that when you accept the Lord, I want to give you an encouraging word that you probably think I'm being sarcastic. I'm just... It's true. When you accept Jesus, you say, I'm going to accept your suffering. 
my flesh is going to suffer because at that intersection of the cross, you've got the cross. It's his will, my will, and one of them has to die. I've been saying that the past couple weeks. I'm going to say it and say it and say it because repetition is revelation. It is not easy, but he says, do you really think I would avoid? It's almost sarcastic there. Like I, you really think I would like cash out on what, on what God has assigned me to do? This is Jesus talking. So when you're kind to someone and the church goes, you're because religious spirits always try to do this. Oh, you're tolerating sin because you're trying to care for somebody who disagrees with you or you're listening to them. No, no, I don't, I don't agree with that. Wait, what are you doing? What are you, a, 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 a spirit of religion always tries to attack the pure because it's perverted. And I've had, I had somebody jumping on me recently about it. I wish you would be more hardcore. Uh, doesn't it say it's his kindness that leads us to repentance? I forgot that the Bible says it's his hardcoreness that leads them to him. It doesn't say that. It's his compassion. Ooh, I need to chill out. So I want to ask you this. Are you avoiding the suffering because it's inconvenient to your flesh? Well, that stings like a bee sting for some of us. Or are we going to provide a healing in this moment? Fearless church. I don't care. My reputation, Jesus didn't care about his reputation. Why, do we, why are we so fixated on our reputation? What are they going to think? Who cares what they think? Who cares? Why are you caring so much? Do you know if you care about what other people think too much, it'll keep you from your calling and your destiny. You need to get a big shot of I don't care. I do not care. I just did that. Sorry. I do not care. I do not care. I care about pleasing one person. It's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Sorry about you. I'm going to do it. I don't care what they say. Many times I don't have to care what I say. If the God says it, that settles it. It's going to ask you today, how many of you, you have your swords out when God's called you to be compassionate? I'm preaching to me this morning. How many of you are ready for a fight? God said, put the sword back, put it back in your sheath. You ch- that's not what I've called you to do. You're doing a, a great job trying to convict everybody. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. Would you step off his assignment? Yes. Guys, the reason why I'm in tears is because I know my shortcomings. I know that I've had the sword out with my enemies. I know the pastors and the people who have let me down of the past how many of you know they have things in their life? They, you never know what somebody's going through when they lash out. Just love them. Just provide a healing in the moment. It's so good. It's scripture. That's why it's so excellent. If you're going to choose compassion, it's going to mean not avoiding the suffering that the Father has assigned to you. So here's my question today. Here's the altar call. It's very simple. On this lovely Mother's Day, are you willing to accept the suffering the Father has assigned to you? Because every mother sitting out here has. You did it in the hospital when you pushed out that kid. Lord Jesus, you know it's true. 
I'm about to know it's true. I'm going to hang out where it's comfortable for me to not see. Oh, Jesus. But I'll be compassionate, babe. I'll be stroking you. You, you go, girl. You got this. I'm here for it. Her gynecologist said this week, she says, listen, I said, what do I, what do, I do if I pass out? She said, we take pictures. <laughs> Get ready for some pictures, y'all. It's coming. Can we give God a shout of praise? You know, that's good stuff right there. We have to choose. Our, our gynecologist is amazing. If y'all need one, let us know. Moving on. We have to choose compassion over justice and vengeance. Romans 12, verses 19 to 21, it says this. Beloved, don't be obsessed with taking revenge. Guys, that's hard. That is hard. That is laying down your flesh. Don't be obsessed with taking revenge. Do not repay evil with evil. But leave that to God's righteous justice. Do you know why we have a hard time being compassionate? Because we're more fixated on justice. We have a hard time being compassionate because we're fixated on justice. It wasn't fair. Life's not fair. When Jesus was hanging on the cross for your sin, it was not fair. Poor me. Could you imagine? No, that's not how he, that's not how he acted. But scripture says this, vengeance is mine and I'll repay, says the Lord. And he'll do a better job than you. Don't try to be God. Do you know that when you try to take on justice, you're trying to be God? It's a dangerous place to be because it points to pride and it's what got Satan kicked out of heaven. There's revelation for somebody in here. I'm the somebody. I try to remind myself that whenever I want to do to others what I feel has been done to me or I'm wishing it on others even, that points to a spirit of pride. I've got to get rid of that. I'm doing a really good job trying to not cry. And if your enemy is hungry, buy him lunch. If your enemy is coming at you, treat him well. Treat her well. Because that's gender neutral in Jesus' name. Win him or her over with kindness. For your surprising generosity will awaken his conscience. And God will reward you with favor. That right there, you treat an enemy well, and God rewards you with favor. Y'all, Liz and I went through something crazy, and we are seeing the favor of the Lord right now unlocked in our lives because I know that it's because we've, we've laid down the bitterness and the problems and the things that can hold us up from our destiny, and God just goes, here's favor. That happens when you, when you handle things his way. Oh, this is a great message. It's so freeing. Uh, you know, because they don't care anyway. Like, they're not focused on your bitterness. So let it go. Let it go. Never let evil defeat you, but defeat evil by demonstrating his compassion and his character with good. That's good. Man, this was a message of truth. And I needed this this week. 
I examined my heart every way that I could. And I just said, Holy Spirit, show me the deep caverns of the things that I'm holding on to that I don't even know and realize. And that's a good prayer to ask the Lord to show you the caverns of your heart that you don't even know where they are. I watched a video this week. It was a really cool video. It was a YouTube video. And back in the day in New York City, I was telling my dad about this. Dad used to take the train and the subway all the time, worked in Manhattan. And underneath the ground, there are all of these old subway stations that are full of marble and amazing architecture that have been closed for years that nobody even knows are there, but they're there. But they rerouted the tracks at the fork and the turn because back in the 50s and the 60s, subway cars were shorter and the new ones couldn't make the turns. So they had to shut down these subway stations, but they're beautiful. They're beautiful and they're there and they're historic. And they were going through all these and like they were, they were dusting them off and showing this beautiful marble. And I'm giving this comparison because I want to say this, there's caverns of your heart that you need to dust off and visit and get rid of the dirt and the stuff that's covering off the beauty that God created. And you have forgotten or don't even know they're there. You're not even aware of it because when you're carrying all this stuff, you can't fit through the turn. The Lord spoke that to me when I was watching this YouTube video. He said, you watch this for a reason. There's a kingdom thing behind this. You can't make it into that place. I can't visit that cavern because it's too painful. No, ask the Holy Spirit to help you, and you have to visit the place of pain. You have to. It's part of the suffering. You have to visit the place of pain and say, Father, I forgive. You have to feel it. And then surrender it to him. And he's compassionate and he's merciful and he's good and he'll eliminate it. I want to pray a prayer on this wonderful Mother's Day. This is a moment with every eye closed. It's between you and Holy Spirit. I want to ask you to ask the Lord right now. Lord, what areas am I more focused on justice? I'm irritated, I'm ticked off, I'm in my flesh, but I need to lay that down at your feet and Father, take on your compassion. Vengeance is mine, is what you say. So Father, show me those areas where I'm obsessing over this wasn't fair. And Lord, let me take on your view that you did at the cross, which was not fair to you. Because if I can't do this, then I can't receive this. Father, your compassion. Would you say this out loud? Father, give me your compassion. Give me your view. Let me see what you see. I want to demonstrate your character. In Jesus' name. And just, just... Right now, if you're holding on to something, if you're holding on to justice or what's been done to you, if you've been intolerant, maybe where you should have been compassionate, just take a minute and say, Jesus, I forgive and I release that. I give it to you. I lay it down at your feet. I'm going to let it go. Wash me. Lord, even repair my feelings in this area where I feel things I shouldn't be feeling. I want to see through your eyes. 
somebody right now you're saying but they did this they did this they did this okay but <laughs> but you did this and you did this and you did this listen it doesn't matter let it go I want you to say this out loud think about it think about the the issue I want you to make a fist everybody make a fist that fist represents the person that wronged you that fist represents the bitterness that fist represents what's unfair and now here's what we're gonna do we're gonna lay it down in just a minute I'm gonna count to three we're gonna lay it down and you're literally doing this as a sign father I release this I release this. I release the word curses that were spoken over me. I release the unfair treatment that was done to me. I release this. Ready? We're going to do this. This is a spiritual act. One, two, three. Say, I release it. Say it out loud. Let your ears hear it. Say, I release it. Shout it out. I release it. I release it. I give it to you. Now, because you did that, you're now called his friend. We're in friendship with God when we do that. Just take a minute and just, just lift your hands to him and just say, Lord, I thank you. You're just cleansing me. You're washing me right now. There's some things happening right now in the spirit in this room. I thank you, God. You're washing me. You're clearing my mind, clearing my memory of these situations. Lord, we know it was unfair. We know it was unjust. But we forgive because it's when we forgive that we could be forgiven. Come on, could we just lift up our voices? There's the Lord's in the room, and he's trying to do some deep works in some of us, some deep things. Lord, your compassion, your compassion, your mercy, your justice, your vengeance, not mine your will everybody look at me real quick when you can pray for the person that wronged you the most you're going to get to the other side it's the best thing you can do it might start like this father forgive that booger in Jesus name forgive that jack wang in Jesus name but then you start to get into the presence of the Lord and you hear Holy Spirit say, you're the Jack Wang. And I love you, baby. And it's when we recognize all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That when you start to recognize that, you start to feel, I know some of y'all are feeling this. You're feeling this right now, big time. You're feeling it. I can see you through the glory cloud of these lights. You're feeling this. Just get off me. I'm done. I'm not, this is not holding me back anymore. On this Mother's Day, be a free mom. If you're a dad, be a free dad. If you're a dad who identifies as a mother, come and see me so I can pray for you. Ooh, Jesus. It's time to shut up now. I need the Holy Spirit to stick around. Just, just grab the hand of the person next to you real quick. Let's just declare this together. Let's just declare this together. Father, this is the day you've made. We rejoice and we're glad in it. And we thank you, Lord, for your character. In Jesus' name, if you believe it, would you shout amen? amen.
here's what I want you to do. I want you to find somebody that you're really irritated at this week and just love them. Just love them. Just be compassionate. And watch what God does in you. It's going to be amazing. Guys, happy Mother's Day. We'll see you next week. We're dismissed. This Can we give God a shout of praise? He was good this morning. Thank you all. We'll see you next week. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it on social media or jump onto our website, hopecovenant.cc, and click on our giving link and help us continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.